0: Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western Hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What night engagement How long gift? before a wedding should I send out How many save the, dates? Are in the first series Use of the IMAP NBA to playoffs. check find email best on best other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find he he were the four best news in Welcome here. to our January 2022 edition of Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to look back on the month and talk about some of the trends behind some of the biggest movers, shakers, and slackers in the SEO world. Joining us for Winners and Losers is Tyson Stockton, who is the co-founder and education partner at Previsible.io, which is an SEO consulting and education company that helps support enterprise businesses scale their online search traffic. And Tyson has combed through the search metrics suite to help us understand who's making moves in the SEO community. All right, it's time for my monthly sit down with the co-founder and education partner at Previsible, Tyson Stockton. Tyson, welcome to Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast.
1: What's going on, Ben? Good to be back on with you. We missed you the other week when uh, Jordan and I were having our chat.
0: We used to make the joke when Jordan decided to step down as the CEO of Search Metrics and stayed on as an advisor that we were going to change this episode from winners and losers to being winners and coonies because Jordan's our buddy and we wanted to bust his chops. And you guys did your first co-hosting episode of the Voices of Search podcast. And what I've heard is there was a fair amount of how these episodes are better when Ben wasn't on the shows. So you want these episodes renamed to winners in Stockton or what, buddy?
1: I think there's a nice ring to winners and coonies and like, let's not point it just as one of us that was bringing up those comments. I mean, we're just uh, the voice of the people here and we're trying to represent the SCO community accordingly. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. I listened to the podcast buddy and I know who's saying what it's still my show. All right. Anyway, kidding aside, it's great to have you back on the show. Lots of changes for you this year, co-founding previsible, but we're still, Coming through the search metrics suite to figuring out what's been happening in SEO. Talk to me about what you've seen in January. What what were some of the big moves you saw in the SEO community?
1: Yeah, I spent a fair amount of time in the research cloud, uh, search metrics, and found there was good amount of movement that was happening in the industry. Like we didn't have the January algorithm update that we've seen sometimes in the past. There was the algorithm update in December, so relatively quiet from like the news front. But still, we're seeing some decent movement in a few verticals and in industries. So the first one that I wanted to touch on is e-commerce. And this is kind of a regular go-to on winners and losers.
0: It's January. I'm assuming that there's some sort of shakeup after the holiday season. My guess would have to be that the e-commerce companies are just overall seeing less search demand because it's not the holidays. Am I
1: right? Not exactly. So actually, historically, in e-commerce a lot. January is usually pretty high volume. Like one, you have that demand, People didn't get whatever they wanted to. they have gift cards, especially in like certain categories like within like running and fitness, it's always super hot. So usually January is a pretty good month for e-commerce. But I think one just kind of grounding is since we are using SEO visibility for this. We're looking at the monthly average. So if December was spiked because of obviously Christmas, well it's not going to kind of completely fall out with january but we did see and especially if you look at like amazon's visibility graph you see almost this type of spike where there was a huge increase in december and we talked about before of how a lot of large and this is like the big 10 e-commerce sites a lot of them saw gains in december and what we're seeing now is starting off with the by far biggest player amazon is actually been on a slide or a decline since uh, really like the beginning of or towards the end of November. So they hit an all-time high on November 21st. And then since then, they've been week over week having declined since. So they're currently sitting at rounding up to 12 million. And their peak back end of November was kind of just over 14.5 million. So there has been quite a bit of softening from Amazon. But where I think it's kind of interesting is if you look at some of the other big players, you see across most of them, they're getting some of those gains in that period that we've been seeing Amazon soften. So I wouldn't say like, don't take this as a thing saying like, hey, Amazon's vulnerable or weak right now because they're still so far ahead of anybody else. Give a portion kind of relationship here. Amazon, the number of Said 12 million. The next closest competitor from an SEO visibility standpoint is 3.2 million at Walmart. So there's a huge gap. But what we did see is with them softening in that, we saw gains from Walmart, from eBay, from Target, Best Buy had a pretty substantial one, Home Depot, Etsy. You know, so a lot of these other e-commerce sites have been having pretty strong starts to the year. And they saw those gains towards the tail end of December, and they've carried on some of them rolling off a little bit later in January. But I'd say overall, the majority of the Big Ten e e-commerce sites have shown gains the first of the year. And Amazon's the one that really show a softening and lost quite a bit of visibility over this last month.
0: So what I'm hearing is that Amazon went from five times the size in terms of visibility as the second place player in Walmart to four times, but that decrease of roughly two to 3 million visibility points, or do we call them visibility points? Yeah, the visibility score. So that decrease in roughly 2 million visibility points, maybe 3 million visibility points, is almost the equivalent of the second biggest player. And so with that loss, people have picked up market share And we're starting to see the top 10 basically pick up the slack that Amazon's been losing. Anybody specifically that has picked up the most market share with Amazon's recent decline? Yeah. So in
1: December, it was definitely Walmart, where they're sitting before they were neck with eBay and they've kind of really solidified themselves back in that number two spot. So I'd say Walmart in December was definitely one of the ones that was gaining a lot. And then in this last month in particular, I would say that you're looking at significant gains from Target, also some pretty substantial growth in a few of the fashion companies. So Nordstrom's Macy's been dormant for a while, but they actually started showing some gains. And then also I'd say this last month Etsy. We talked about them. They took a bigger hit kind of almost 12 months back, but they've regained that and are almost back to their all-time high. But I'd say like, yeah, the largest growth we saw this month is going to be in those domains.
0: Okay. So in e-commerce, the top 10, we're seeing a little bit of a shakeup or rebalancing. Are there any other e-commerce verticals that you're seeing or change? Anything that's holiday related or anything that happened at the beginning of this year that caught your eye?
1: Yeah. Another one that's... I mean, it's kind of a niche within e-com, if you want to call it e-com. But in the automotive sector, there were some substantial... Gains in January. And we know it's usually comes up beginning of the year, sales in that sense, but we saw some really strong growth from cars.com, Edmonds, Carfax, Auto Trader, a lot of those kind of, and to me, they are e commerce sites the way the sites are structured. Sure, you have like an editorial and transactional portions, but almost across the board, those, all those domains showed growth. But the one that had, I would say, the most substantial growth is going to be in the form of both cars.com being the number one there, Carfax, and Auto Trader. So, cars.com, it's not the leader in the space. Kelly Blue Book actually has more market share in that regard. But for this last month, all those domains, and again, cars.com, Auto Trader. And Carfax all showed substantial
0: gains. So two things that pop into my head when you talk about changes in visibility in the automotive industry. It's the beginning of the year. Maybe people are just out to go buy a car. And also, we're running into this supply chain-related chip and processor shortage. The cost of used cars has shot through the roof. I bought a used Mini Cooper pre-COVID with twenty thousand miles on it for thirteen thousand dollars. And then when we didn't need the car anymore, it was gonna be our au pair's car, we decided to sell it. You know what we sold it for? Ten thousand miles more, thirty thousand miles. We bought it at thirteen. We sold it for twenty-one thousand dollars. That's the used car market unheard of with cars is <laughs> insane right now. So people must be doing more research. Is that potentially the cause of why there's more visibility for these companies? I
1: think there, there could be a component in that. Looking into like some of the gains of keywords, I would say it's more of these aggregators that are capturing market share on top of funnel terms. So your really general generic terms, like Toyota, cars, things like that. This has been a space that you have both like manufacturers competing on those terms. You have individual editorial sites like Car driver, you have these aggregators. And from this last month, we're seeing more gains in these aggregators. And so I think that would be what I would say is probably the most significant driver in this movement. No pun intended there. But I would say there is probably some influence in some shifts in consumer behavior. And since these aggregators are going to excel in the used terms, that's also going to bode well for them.
0: It's interesting to hear what's steering the automotive market. Oh, come on. We we, can't
1: keep doing these puns
0: like that. Oh, come on. We're not going to drive the show off a cliff. (laughs) All right. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. Moving on, talk to me about some other industries that you've seen big changes in in January. Yeah, so a couple
1: of kind of quick ones. And it's just, for me, it's somewhat of an interesting... Category because you have just this kind of heightened, or it's like really visible the like intent of queries. And we've talked about it several times with algorithm shifts and updates. And back in kind of, let's see what algorithm update was that? The May 2020 algorithm update, we saw a huge drop in Spotify. And we talked about how Spotify, they lost a lot of kind of market share on these artist names. And so they took a massive hit at that time. And they've been kind of steadily linking together these like wins and kind of growth. They had a nice positive gain from a few of the other algorithm updates that shifted back in their favor. But I'd say Spotify had a really strong month. They're at an all time high. But then when you look at some other websites that are competing on these same general kind of like brand names, album names, like information around music artists. We saw drops, especially in the last week, for a lot of the others. Like genius.com dropped almost 20% of their SEO visibility. We saw almost 9% from both Rollingstone.com, granted, a little more editorial there. Dishogs, like 8.5%. And so that I thought was interesting, seeing these continued improvement and strengthening from Spotify. And then a few of the other players that dropped. And the one outlier with the smaller websites was also billboard.com. So they had a 15% increase this last week. They're way below Spotify from overall like market share. But those were the two websites that showed gains where everyone else was showing losses.
0: So what do you think is causing the music industry to sing a different tune?
1: Oh, we're going to be on this for the rest of the episode, aren't
0: we? <laughs> In that, I
1: would say, one, like Spotify has a ton of data that they can surface into... What they surface for artist queries, and I think with that too, it's less of hey, like what exactly are they doing? In some cases, yeah, they have all that structured data and all the ways of packaging together like really compelling pages. But I think it's also kind of as Google continues to evolve, it's this shift of like, okay, are people really interested in editorial news articles on artists, or are they interested in where they can listen to the artists? So it's like for me. I see it more of an interpretation of intent. And as Google further reiterates and fine-tunes identifying the intent matching it, Spotify has the opportunity to surface that. And also they have the assets in the catalog and the data to create the volume of pages and also can create not just a high volume, but a high quality because of all the information that they have on them.
0: So we're seeing Google re-evaluate what the intent of a relatively high-level query related to music. Is this happening in other entertainment verticals as well? Are we seeing this with television shows in media as well? Yeah, I mean, and
1: one that I think of look at was in like video streaming, things like that. But where I thought was a little bit more interesting is within media, and it wasn't as big of shift as what we saw in some of these other industries we just touched on. But with like General kind of like news and publishers. So, New York Times, CNN, Forbes, CNET, all those showed actually a little bit of a softening from visibility. And we know that these categories can be somewhat turbulent as far as how they're being interpreted and things like that. We saw like New York Times having a pretty strong last nine months or so. But we saw both in all those websites that I said, we saw. Basically, single-figure losses week over week for the last three weeks. The outlier... And when we looked at websites that had a significant amount of shared keywords, the one that went the opposite direction was Business Insider. And so I thought that was interesting as they had a 22 almost 23% increase over this last week. Sure, they've had some struggles earlier in the year. But seeing that growth from them, some of the drop in the other... And especially if you dig into different verticals of it, you have this kind of like authoritative, who's kind of like more geared towards a topic. And with so many news and publishers, you have that ability to further develop the kind of expertise of the domain, the domain authority for that topic, and then take some take advantage of that really.
0: So do you think that Business Insider is up and to the right because they made some sort of a change to their website? Is it a content mix or is it just them being reprioritized by Google as an authority based on intent, like what we saw with Spotify?
1: So if we look into like a kind of niche within the medium publishers, one area that we see kind of like the reverse of what's going on is the verge or wire.com, even though it's still more focused of a publishing site, those ones we saw that kind of softening. But then in the same space, we saw early kind of end of last year a weakening in tech crunch. Well, the last week they saw an 18.2% increase. And a few of those other kind of players in the same space are showing like kind of reversals of it. So I think that's kind of industry interesting in the fact that within the media publishing, we typically see this mixed bag of like who's going up, who's going down. But I think it was quite interesting seeing that the big, more general players like Forbes, CNN, New York Times all saw a little bit of a softening this month.
0: We're seeing changes in the media landscape. Is this happening in all sorts of content sites? How about social media?
1: Social media was an interesting one. So if we look at the biggest player in social media, Facebook, they saw a pretty substantial drop. So they went from uh, 18.5 million and in their SEO visibility to 17.3 so it's still so much far above what everyone else is but they kind of were on a good trajectory and then had a significant kind of drop the last few weeks and then when we look at a few of the others Instagram great trajectory and actually probably one of the players within social media that's been having the most consistent growth overall for the month they're down but it's just from this last week If you look at like LinkedIn, pretty similar pattern, gaining market share, gaining market share, a little bit of a softening. The one that doesn't follow, or the two that don't follow the same pattern is both Twitter and Pinterest. These have had movements, but overall relatively stagnant. So if you look at 12 months of whether it's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all those showing their trajectories going in a positive upward direction. Twitter, Pinterest, relatively flat if you look over the 12-month period. The last player, and Ben, I know this is probably your favorite one, but TikTok had a super strong month. They're at an all-time high. They are only at 300,000 in SEO visibility. So you compare that to Facebook, 17 million. Not quite as high but it's definitely one that's been gaining the most market share in their footprint was so low, but it is one that did show substantial growth.
0: Oh, the ticky talkies. They're coming for everybody's social media feed. They're going to get us all addicted just like Facebook did 10 years ago. And as we think about not only what's happening in the social media space, but looking back on January as a whole, you know, what are your big takeaways and who do you see as your winners for the month?
1: Yeah, so I would say overall, even though we saw this movement, it wasn't a month that I saw like substantial changes that would shift in any sort of strategy focus or anything else. So I'd say, like, from a direction of the industry, stay the course. The ones that jumped out to me the most, I thought within e commerce scene, the softening of Amazon was quite interesting. Sure, they're still the number one, the clear number one in the space. But watching how they softened and seeing the kind of gains from the others in the top 10, I would say Amazon would be my loser for the month. And then sticking in that vertical, I would say cars, the automotive space in general, seeing the growth of all the aggregating sites, cars.com, sure, Kelly's Blue Books ahead of them, but I think that is a strong growth within that vertical.
0: I'll go with TikTok for my winner of the month, uh, starting to Gain some traction, even though it might be small potatoes relative to Facebook. And I'm going to go off script here for my losers of the month. And I am going to name the Green Bay Packers. Can't <laughs> score a touchdown outside of their first drive. Jordan Cooney, take that and stick it in your cheese curds. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Tyson Stockton, co-founder and education partner at previsible.io. If you'd like to get in touch with Tyson, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Tyson underscore Stockton, or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io. That's previsibl dot I-O. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com awt. That's hrefs A-H-R-E-F-S, dot com, slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about.